What it do, all my crew? It's Alyssa, and I'm here to celebrate all of our dirt so that we can embrace our destiny. With a lifetime of filtering everything through religion, I'm here to share my confessions, talk about the dirt, and give you the tools that you need to move forward. So for the love of coffee, let's chat. This is your unfiltered podcast. Well, here we are, episode five of the podcast, Unfiltered. Super excited you're here with me. I am just honored that you would take time out of your day to come hang and listen to me. Hopefully, this is an encouragement to you. I pray that you get something out of this as I share the confessions, throw the dirt in the air, and talk about the stuff. That's what we do right here. It's a safe place to really just come and say, hey, I have dirt in my life and I want to let you see it so that you can understand that that is where destiny can grow. Nothing can grow without dirt. No seed can grow without dirt. And um, I want to talk about the seed of faith today. I know that may just have sounded so churchy and religious and super spiritual, but just hear me out. How can you allow yourself grace to feel but not allow your feelings to overtake your faith. Um, This is a super like taboo subject within the church, the war, the hidden war between faith and grace. I've been there my whole life. Can we just talk about it? Can we just unfilter the subject and raise a glass in the air to recognize the fact that there is this weird thing between faith and grace churches. Um, I am a word of faith girl all my life. My parents are Rama Bible Training Center graduates of 85 and I followed in their footsteps and graduated in 2009. If you don't know what Rama Bible Training Center is, it was um, founded by one of the fathers of faith, Kenneth E. Hagan. And um, I have I was raised in that movement, in the word of faith movement. I am not raised in the spookiness of name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. Um, You can profess that there is a handful of money in your cookie jar and tomorrow morning it will be there because you have the faith to see it happen. Like none of that weird spooky stuff. But I do believe that the word of God is true, that faith is declarative, that you have to speak it out of your mouth. The word of God is um, clear about the words of our mouth, that there is power in our tongue. And um It talks about the fact that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So what you declare out of your mouth and hear with your ears is vital to what manifests in your life. And um, I don't want to get into all of that today, but what I do want to focus on is grace and how to allow grace and faith to become a part of your life journey when it comes to seeing something in your life that you are striving to get answers for and to see a tangible thing that is real and not just make-believe. Not something that you just believe can happen for someone else, but something that you actually see happen in your life. The word of God coming alive in your life, promise in your hand, purpose in your hand, destiny that you're walking out right now, even in the middle of the dirt. So right now I'm throwing a glass in the air. You cannot see it, but I have my I don't give a sip coffee cup that I often have with you guys live on my Facebook live. If you have not joined me over there, um, I'm on there every Wednesday and Friday. Friday at 1030 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come find me on Facebook. Friend me, follow me, be with me tomorrow morning. Um, 
But right now, it is confession time with me right here on the pod. Um, I have been struggling with health issues. I have not voiced this um, very much. I have not let you in on the no and probably will not until we get some answers. And then in the meantime, I would love for you to um, lift me up in prayer as I fight this journey of faith. But it has been a real struggle to the point where right now I am recording my podcast in the middle of Tuesday when this podcast should have already been um, dropped for you to hear this morning. Um And I have been learning how to allow myself grace to feel, but not allow my feelings to overtake my faith. I've had to allow myself grace to navigate through the realness of illness um, while still understanding that what I am feeling in my physical body does not take away from my faith that God has healed me and says that healing is mine even before I see it manifest in my actual um my actual daily life, right? And that doesn't make sense. And it can totally mess us up in our mindset because it goes against logical explanation. It goes against um, the reality of what we are living, but that's the word of God. And I believe with all my heart, the word of God is true. The word of God is real. The word of God is alive inside of me. And I refuse to be moved by what I see, feel, and hear in my life. I'm moved only by the word of God. And I have seen over and over again in my life where I have been sick, I have seen God heal me um, as I stood on his word, as I declared his word over my life, but I allowed grace to get me through seasons that were very difficult. Um, And so I want to throw a confession in the air from my actual book, Unfiltered. Maybe you're walking through a journey right now um, to see healing manifest in your life. Maybe you're walking in a healing journey that doesn't have to do with physical illness, but has to do with heart issues, mental issues, personal characteristic issues, relational issues, intimate issues, Um, whatever the healing looks like in your life. I want to kind of grab you by the hand today and say, I am right there with you. I've been there in one way or another, um, but you cannot allow your faith to be swayed by what you feel. Um, You can give yourself grace to feel the things that you are feeling and to navigate through the realness of what it is you are dealing with right now. But you cannot allow your faith to be overtaken by the things that you are walking through because that's just it. You are walking through it. Don't camp out there. Don't make a bed there. Don't sit down there. Don't accept that this is your reality and it will never change. You are walking through it. Allow yourself grace to feel it while you go through it, but understand that your faith says this is mine. I will not give up. I'm not staying here. I'm going through it. I am going to get on the other side of this and I'm going to have a testimony so that I can share with others how it is I got through this season of my life. And so I want to kind of grab you through the hand as I'm dealing with my own stuff. Um, and I want to share my confession 13, chapter 13 of Unfiltered, my book. If you haven't gotten it, totally go check it out. It's on Amazon. It's on Kindle. It's on our website. Everything is linked in the podcast notes on this particular episode and actually every episode. So go check it out. But 
every chapter of my book, I give you a confession. And this chapter is called Grace. I wanted to kind of um, encourage you with this. So Confession 13 says, I lived for years with my faith on mute when I thought I had a megaphone in my hand. Being raised in a word of faith family has given me a strong understanding of what it looks like to not only walk by faith, but to speak by faith when you're still waiting to see the evidence of what you're believing for. But for years, it was hit and miss. And what I saw come to pass in my life wasn't always what I believed for. I personally believe I experienced that because of the direct connection to the unspoken war zone that's forever been between faith and grace movements. Although I was raised with a great understanding of faith, my knowledge of grace was quite weak. That placed me in a posture of doing instead of understanding that it's already done. It kept me in a position of wanting instead of realizing that Jesus on the cross won the victory for all of my needs. I'll never understand why biblical foundations become such taboo subjects within the church and among believers. The faith movement is associated with people who are known for their name it and claim it, blab it and grab it, holier than thou lifestyle. While the grace movement has become smeared with an identity that marks people as greasy grace believers who have no conviction for how they live their life and claim freedom as their excuse card. For the love of coffee, <laughs> make the madness stop. Friend, I'm here to unfilter this issue for you and I hope you'll read my words loud and clear. Faith and grace were never meant to be a movement in and of themselves. They were meant to be a marriage that intertwines. For far too long, we've made a fist out of faith and a game out of grace, and we've found ourselves standing in the ring fighting with each other over the movement and which one brings God more glory and satisfaction. I've stood and watched as people blasted pastors, ripped hearts apart, divided churches, and thrown away books that don't meet the standards of whichever side of the ring we're standing on. And the sad part is, is that we've never thought twice about the fact that maybe the fist of faith was made to perfectly fit into the glove of grace. Maybe the two weren't meant to fight against each other, but were perfectly fashioned to lock hands with each other and work together to find restoration in the ring. Do you hear what I just said? I mean, wow. Every time I read my own book, I just find life in the middle of it. It amazes me how God just showed up when I was writing this thing. But in Ephesians 2.8, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. And this is what I want to talk about. I feel like for so long we have allowed faith and grace to become this movement and not this marriage, understanding that faith was meant to fit into the glove of grace, that we were supposed to fight the battle with faith and grace together. We weren't even saved without faith and grace coming together, yet we don't allow ourselves grace to get through the hard stuff because we're so busy focusing on the faith to overcome it. And then there's other times that it's the other way around and we under, we don't understand why our battle is so difficult, why it's so hard, why, why we can't seem to find the strength to make it through. The word says that his grace is sufficient for us in moments of weakness. The word says that our faith will see things happen, that it will move mountains, that it will do things that we couldn't do on our own, but we don't know how to use both of them together. And maybe you're in the middle of that moment right now. Maybe you feel like, you know, I've had all the faith in the world. 
I've been declaring all of the scriptures and doing all of the things that everybody tells me to do by faith, but it's still not working. And when I feel real life stuff, I feel guilty for it because I'm not being the person of faith that I need to be. And so I want to admonish you today that maybe you are focusing more on one thing instead of allowing both things, grace and faith to come together as a marriage, the faith fit into the glove of grace so that you can fight your battle with all of the tools that the Lord gave you when he said, it is by grace you've been saved through faith and it's not of yourself. It is a gift of God. And so I want to talk about that. How can we do that? How can we navigate this? How can we make our life a little bit easier understanding that it's not about the megaphone in our hand while we spout out all of the scriptures and all of the declarations and all of the positive vibes into the atmosphere. But it's about the fact that your faith will remain on mute until you recognize that it's not your works that don't determine your ability to receive your promise. Your faith can't be heard without the court of grace. God doesn't show his grace towards you in response to your faith. Hear that. He doesn't show his grace towards you in response to your faith. He doesn't allow your prayers to be answered in response to your faith. Your faith is a response to the grace of God and what he's already given you. So we have to stop manipulating the promise of his word by shouting out out scriptures. And we have to realize that he's already made every promise in his word available to us through salvation. We don't deserve it, but Jesus did what he did so we could have it, right? And through faith and grace, that's how we'll see the things in the word of God come alive to us. I think it's just so important for us to realize that The ability to have everything in the word that God says we can have has nothing to do with us and how much we can do to make it happen. It has nothing to do with us and how much scripture we can spout out and how much, um, you know, declarations we can make and how much fasting we can prove we can meet and prayer time we can have and church services we can attend and whatever it looks like in your life. You know, I'm just spitballing some stuff that we do as churched people in order to see God do what he says he's going to do in his word. Um, His grace met your faith at the altar the moment that you asked him to be your savior. His grace is something you don't deserve. It's something that you can never earn. It's a gift that he gives us. It's sufficient for us when we're weak. It covers us in times of filth, in times of mess ups, in times of flaws Our faith to know that everything in the word is ours is a response to the grace that covers us saying that you don't deserve this, but I've done it for you anyway, because I chose you because I love you. Everything in the word that I say is yours, you can have not because you've earned it, but because I've said it is done on the cross. And so when we look at it that way and say, you know what, my faith is a response to the grace of God and what he's already given me. It is not his grace that responds to my faith. (laughs) His grace doesn't respond to how loudly I can declare scripture. And so he's going to give me what it's what he says is mine because of how much I've proved myself to him. No, 
My faith is simply a response to his grace and what he says I've already got, what I already have, what he already has promised me. I have faith in response to the grace that he has shown me in my life, despite all of the times I've messed up, despite all of the times I've fallen short, despite all of the things that I've done wrong. I will respond to his grace in faith, not the other way around. We're not trying to prove ourselves to him. That's what I want to tell somebody today. You know, you don't have to prove yourself to God. You just have to uh, show up. (laughs) You just have to say yes. You just have to say, here I am. You just have to say, God, I trust in you. I believe that you are Savior. I believe that Jesus is Lord. I believe in what he has done for me. And that is enough. His grace met me at the altar. And my faith was a response to that grace, that love that covered me in those moments that I needed him. And I have been learning during this time of uh, struggling with, you know, health issues, how to respond in faith because of the grace of God. How to understand that it's not my faith that manipulates God to do something for me. And, you know, the worst battle you'll ever fight is what you know and what you feel. And I just want to encourage someone today that you cannot allow your feelings to overtake what you know the word of God says. It is so easy to get consumed with tangible reality that you forget what kind of God you serve. That he is bigger than the issue. He is bigger than the circumstance. He is bigger than the situation. He is bigger than the illness. He is bigger than the heartbreak. He is bigger than the mental issues. He's bigger than the depression. He's bigger than the poverty. It is so easy to get so consumed in the reality of your moment that you forget that God has given you so much more to pull from. He has given you grace to feel the things you are going through right now, but he has given you the faith to respond to that grace in such a way that it can move mountains. I am not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I am not moved by what I hear. I am moved only by the word of God. And I just want to give you a little bit of what that looks like in my life. What does it look like to do that even when you're sitting in the midst of hopeless situations, um, tangible feelings of pain and depression, um, illnesses that tell you that you're not healed when you're believing that you are, marriages that are falling apart when you're, you know, speaking and declaring that you're going to see restoration. How do you navigate that? You know, I think the first thing that I want to encourage you to do is, um, is to check your mouth. You know, who do you give lip value to more? Do you give it to your situation, your circumstance, your issue, your illness, your divorce, your abuse, your thing that you're going through that's hurting so bad? What are you speaking about the most? What are you speaking out of your mouth the most? It has got to be your checkpoint. And today I even wrote about it in my journal. I said that I have to stop allowing my mind to determine my mouth because it will dictate to me who my master is. I'm going to say that again because it's good. (laughs) Stop allowing my mind to determine my mouth because it will dictate to me who my master is. First checkpoint that you've got to look at is your mouth. 
What are you speaking the most? If his grace is sufficient in times of weakness, if his grace is enough, if it covers us in moments of weakness and helps us, strengthens us, allows us moments of feeling, allows us moments of reality, um, but at the same time, it gives us the ability to partner with faith and overcome the reality with the truth of God's word, then what is my mouth declaring? Because the word is very clear that the power of life and death is in our tongue. It is very clear that what we speak over our life will determine our belief system. It will determine what it is that God does in our life. Not because our words move God, but because God shows us in the very beginning in Genesis that when you speak, creation takes place. What are you creating in your life? What are you giving the most lip value to? What are you talking about the most? What are you allowing to become master over your situation? Is it your illness? Is it your hurt? Is it your divorce? Is it your abuse? Is it your disease? Is it your depression? What are you allowing to become master over your life? It's something I had to evaluate today. I can understand that God's grace meets my faith covers my faith. My faith is a response to his grace. His grace is not a response to my faith. But I have to stop allowing my mind to determine my mouth because it will dictate to me who my master is. And when I allow that to be my checkpoint, my mouth to be my checkpoint, it puts things into perspective what I believe about my situation. So that's number one that I want you to do is check your mouth. The second thing that I want you to do is check the word. I want you to begin to write scriptures down. Go and Google search scriptures on healing, scriptures on heartbreak, scriptures on value, scriptures on worth, whatever it is that you're struggling with. I did it today and I wrote it down. I checked my mouth and then I checked the word and I wrote down a whole list of healing scriptures And then I allowed myself to declare those scriptures out of my mouth. And it's going to be a thing that I do every day. I'm going to speak it out every single day out loud so my ears can hear it. The word says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Your ears can't hear unless your mouth speaks. And that is how your faith is going to grow. So I'm going to take all of those scriptures and I'm going to declare them so that my ears can hear them and my faith can be built up to understand that God is in control of this situation. He's given me grace to navigate this, but he's given me faith to respond to his word. And I can see this thing overcome in my life because Jesus already overcame on the cross. It is done. So check your mouth, check his word, and lastly, check your heart. Something that I used to tell my leaders all the time, when you check your heart, you ask yourself, is my heart bowed or is my heart proud? Am I submitting to God and what it is he is having me do to overcome the situation in my life? Am I obeying him? Is he giving me steps that I need to follow in order to see breakthrough in the situation? And is he, is he telling me to sever some friendships? Is he telling me to weed out some stuff that I need to get rid of? Is he telling me to work on some character things? Is he telling me to change my diet for me? I'm dealing with illness issues that I am going to have to change some things drastically, even down to my diet. And I have officially gone gluten-free and dairy-free completely in my life. I'm on day two of it. It is a brand new thing, but I have had to check my heart. Am I bowed or am I proud? Am I obeying the things that God is asking me to submit to in order to overcome certain things in my life? And that looks different for all circumstances, all people, all walks, all journeys, 
but check your mouth. What are you declaring? Check the word. Start declaring what he says and check your heart. Are you bowed in submission to doing what he's asking you to do so you can see change in this area? Or are you too proud to listen? Because it will determine what happens on the other side of this. It will determine how you overcome this thing. It will determine how you see purpose come to pass in your life. It will determine how destiny plays out. It will determine what works for you. And so I hope that these three steps, the three steps that I have applied to my life, allowing the grace of God to cover me so that my faith can be a response to his grace in this moment, understanding how grace and faith works together, giving myself um, freedom to know that I do what I can. God does what I can't. I'm checking my mouth. I'm checking his word. And I am allowing myself to check my heart on a daily routine so that I can see his word come forth in my life as truth because I know that he is a promise keeper. I know that he never fails. I know that he is faithful. I know he is a good father. I know because I've seen it happen too many times in my life to know that he's going to fail me now. And so I hope that I've encouraged you by opening up a little and sharing with you some of my struggles. I hope that you'll apply these three steps to your life. Um, I hope you'll continue to join me right here on Unfiltered Podcast to learn more about how to walk this thing out together, celebrate the dirt, celebrate the issues because there's destiny there in the midst of it. I hope you'll come follow me on Instagram at the Alyssa Holt for encouragement. Come check me out on Facebook. Join me Wednesdays and Fridays tomorrow. 10 30 a.m. for our live chat and um i am so excited that you're here with me listen raise a glass to all the dirt in your life because it's worth celebrating